Welcome to Bully Pulpit. That was Teddy Roosevelt. I'm Bob Garfield. With episode 24, Carbon Ass Print. This is a thank you note to Stephanie, whom I'll get to in a sec. Bless her heart. Save me, oh, you saved me. Yes, indeed, Stephanie, that Gene Olivia song is for you. But before we get to that, at this time of year for taking stock of our lives, I have a question for the rest of my audience, particularly the Reading Glasses cohort. Do you ever wonder, you know, what's the point? At a certain age, after your kids are adults and you've fulfilled your evolutionary responsibility, why keep hanging on through the gathering misery? From a strictly economic viewpoint and an ecological one, you are literally a cost item to the world, a net producer of carbon and squanderer of society's treasure. And you probably have the TV on too loud, so really, what good are you? To be or not to be, that is the the question. Wait, no, that's not the question. Hamlet was an idiotic kid with poor coping skills. You shouldn't kill yourself for crying out loud, even if you started watching Matlock reruns. And I'm certainly not going to either. For one thing, I have grandchildren to hug, and also I want to see how the playoffs come out. But I do periodically think about my contribution to the planet, and at such times wonder... If I carry my weight, humanity-wise, or am I more like, you know? These tiny ribbon-like worms lurk inside the flesh of animals, commonly fish, beef, or pork. When you unwittingly consume them, these creatures don't get digested. They set up camp in the digestive tract and can live there for a long time. A parasite feeding on the society and weakening it for the sake of my own nourishment. Sometimes it seems that way, especially compared to, say, Malala, the little Pakistani girl who stood up to the Taliban even after they shot her in the head. When I looked at my, at my people and my school fellows and the ban on the girls' education and the Taliban, so I thought that I must stand up for my rights, the right of education, the right for peace. Or this kid. 11-year-old Davion Johnson of Oklahoma was named an honorary police officer for saving a classmate from choking and rescuing a woman from a house fire all in the same day. Or CNN's 2021 Hero of the Year, who for six years has brought food, clothing, and beauty services to homeless neighbors. And with those contributions, the gift of dignity. On L.A.'s Skid Row, Shirley Rains brings dignity and respect to thousands of homeless people every week, rain or shine. And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on And you cast your fears aside And you know you can survive Yeah, Mariah, what you said, or what two centuries ago Matthew Arnold said, the will is free, strong is the soul, and wise and beautiful. The seeds of godlike power 
are in us still. Gods are we, bards, saints, heroes, if we will. But if we won't, I am 66 years old. Bard-wise, here's a clip from a recent bully pulpit that speaks to my brand of heroic journalism. I move my bowels, 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 bowels. I move my bowels, 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 bowels. I move my bowels, 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 bowels. These are the parts of my body. Cherry picking, but you take my point. Let's just say no lives were saved in that particular story. Even if you give me the benefit of the doubt for the work I do that doesn't hinge on potty talk, Malala, I'm not. I have devoted my life to journalism, half of it aimed at illuminating the darkest corners of society. And what do I have to show for it? A mess of trophies and the gathering triumph of evil over good. How do I justify the space I take up? I read about Shirley Raines and I feel like Wayne and Garth meeting Alice Cooper. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're not worthy! What I'm asking is... Where is the measure of a soul's value to the world we live in? Where is the internet checklist or whatever that gives you a usefulness score? Permit me to answer, there isn't one. There is no blood test or worthiness quotient to justify anyone's value to the world. And in their absence, I have to do the math myself. Look, I know the part about touching people's lives, about being a source of love and support and maybe even a little wisdom that just can't be entered into a spreadsheet. I know about being counted on by others. I know about Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life, his character George Bailey encountering the squalid Pottersville and being told by his guardian angel to look past his mere disappointments. You've been given a great gift, George. A chance to see what the world would be like without you. Yeah, yeah, Clarence, I get it but you'll forgive me for dwelling on another slice of popular culture. Here's a joke from a 1969 episode of Love American Style, where Larry Storch played a greeting card writer who just couldn't bring himself to be treacly. Oh, yeah. I'm working on a new birthday card. Came to me in the middle of the night. Got to be a big seller. Probably sell a million of them. There you go. Take a look at that. All righty. Now that you've reached those twilight years... You're a burden to everyone. (laughs) Can you see how thoughts like that can get into a fellow's head? Even a fellow who in only 45 years climbed to the upper middle of both trade journalism and public broadcasting, who totally blew the lid off the rice-a-roni hoax. San Francisco, treat my ass. It's made outside Chicago, people. (sighs) And that, my dear, dear bully pulpiteers, is where dear... Dear Stephanie comes in. I want to have fun at this party, but I can't help but think that she's hooked up with a lot of these people. Yes, Stephanie Maddow, the YouTuber and one-time star of the reality show 90 Day Fiancé, the TLC series about, oh hell, I don't know what it's about, but it's been on for eight seasons, and YouTube influencer Stephanie was in one of them, thanks to her three special talents cleavage, seeking attention, and cleavage. But then her TV run was over, and 
gosh, however, to recapture the magic, the fame, the sweet smell of success. Well, maybe she listened to Mariah. In you. In you, of course. So Stephanie got cracking. First, she founded a platform for selling her own and others not safe for work content to fill the vacuum left when the website OnlyFans got out of the porn sector. And then she dipped her toe into the consumer packaged goods marketplace. Okay, not her. Oh. I have been very, very busy with a new business venture, which has just been exploding. It's all over the internet, which is pretty crazy. I never, ever expected this. Honestly, I started selling farts about three weeks ago. And in addition to jarring my farts, I've also been selling videos of myself making the, the jarred farts, which has been extraordinarily popular. But I never, ever expected it to take off the way that it has. Yep. Farts in a jar, not just any farts, influencer farts at $1,000 per jar, if there isn't, you know, a sale on. I was like, you know what? I've been requested so many times to jar and sell my farts. Why not let this be a thing that I offer? So I started doing it. And just in case you guys were wondering, you know, why the hell would anybody order my farts? Well, first of all, I think that it's very, very clear that I have a really good personality and that people love to hear my ideas and hear me talk and express my views. And I think a lot of people are like, wow, she's so interesting that um, I wonder what her farts smell like. As of three weeks ago, in the middle of the Christmas buying rush, she says she profited just under $100,000, and not only because of the quality of the merchandise. One of the most important things to me, one of the things I told myself when I began this new flatulence business was that the number one most important thing to me was going to be customer satisfaction. But then, as you may have heard, just a few days ago, tragedy struck. Former reality TV star Stephanie Maddow was rushed to the emergency room after she showed symptoms of a heart attack. However, she later learned that she was experiencing chest pains due to excess gas. Too many beans, too many fiber bars, too much soda. And now she has closed down shop to dedicate herself to the masturbation industry. But dear, dear Stephanie, what you have done along the way, you've enlightened me, inspired me, saved me from the torment of self-doubt. You've also pacified me, carbon footprint-wise. When it comes to greenhouse gases, I obviously can't hold a candle to you and wouldn't. Steph, you are my guardian angel, my Clarence. You have shown me Pottersville, and you've made me appreciate Bedford Falls. You saved me.
All right, we're done here. Bully Pulpit is produced by Matthew Schwartz and Mike Volo. Our theme was composed by Julie Miller and the team at Harvest Creative Services in Lansing, Michigan. Bully Pulpit is a production of booksmartstudios.org. I'm Bob Garfield. 